The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. With so many people living longer, the fear of outliving your money becomes a reality for many of us. Will I be a financial burden? Will I outlive my money? How will I be remembered? My name is Neil Himmelstein, president of Main Street Planning Group. Please contact me by visiting MainStreetPlanningGroup.com. That's MainStreetPlanningGroup.com or call 631-647-4694. I will introduce you to strategies that will guarantee you will not outlive your money, that can guarantee you will not be a burden on your loved ones. Through a collaborative approach, we will uncover solutions that offer tax-efficient strategies, lifetime income, and legacy planning. Choice, organization, direction, and education. That is the code we stand behind. Contact MainStreetPlanningGroup.com. That's MainStreetPlanningGroup.com or call 631-647-4694. And listen to me every Friday at 3 p.m. as I host the Main Street Code for Financial Success right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein. I'm here every Friday at 3 o'clock. If you miss an episode, you can go to my website, themainstreetcode.com, where I have some YouTube uh, replays. Or Apple or Spotify. If you're driving in your car and you want to hear some podcasts, go to Apple, go to Spotify, and you can reboot some of the old broadcasts. Or if you happen to miss it, you can catch up on a new one. Uh, we work with hundreds of advisors across the United States with their insurance needs, and whether they're CPAs or attorneys that have us look through policies or other financial advisors who are looking for an outlet for different insurance products, uh, life insurance, disability, long-term care, and annuities. We are experts across the United States. And today, we are very, and by the way, our code stands for Choice Organization direction, and education. And we like working with lots of different financial professionals that help solve some of your problems and some of your needs and what you need to do with your personal life and or your business life. And with no further ado, we have a wonderful guest today, Anthony Citrola. Anthony, say hello. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. It's, it's good to be here. Thank you. And Anthony is the founder of, what's the name it's, of your company? Uh, company's the NYBB Group. We've been around 21 years and uh, we work uh, primarily with clients who, and mostly our, our clients are family or found their own businesses, folks who are looking for an exit strategy, considering what the future is for their business, maybe looking to grow that business, or perhaps looking to uh, put it on the market and see uh, what the value could be. We help them with business valuation, going through due diligence, and help that owner. You know, a lot of times it's their largest asset, so we treat it as such, and we want to make sure they maximize it. Right. And, you know... A lot of people go, you know, what I hate is people say, oh, exit strategy. Well, I'm not ready for that. You know, you know, sure. I just started my business. And we both know some people that in the last couple of years, things didn't go as planned. They passed away unexpectedly or they became disabled or yeah, uh, it's, it's they unfortunate. go divorces or they have a partner. You were telling me beforehand, the guy has a partner, or they're best friends, and all of a sudden they're not friends, yet they got to see each other to do business together. You never know really what's going to happen in life. Um, oftentimes people put their blood, sweat, and tears into their company. Uh, you should be ready to exit at any moment. We tell folks uh, it would be smart to have an exit strategy when you start the business. 
uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you don't know what's going to happen to you personally, and uh, God forbid anything happens that, that you don't want to happen. But also, we've had a lot of instances where uh, you build a business, it's a couple of years old, and uh, someone comes knocking on your door and says, hey, I'd like to purchase your company, I'm going to give you a boatload of money. Right. And a lot of folks just are not ready for that event. And if you're not ready, sometimes you can't take advantage of what may be one of your best exits ever. Right. When's the worst time to sell a business? Uh, the, the worst time, <laughs> the, there's a lot of worst times to sell a business. I think um, when the worst time to sell a business is when you're really not prepared. When you have to, right? Yeah. When you're not prepared, when right. you have to sell it, when you're forced to sell it because you don't have your T's crossed, you don't have your I's dotted, and clearly you probably don't have your maximum value at stake there. That's exactly what I want to do. So one of the things that, you know, when you talk about business valuations, we talk about knowing your value. Mm-hmm. Know your value is a big deal. And there's a lot of things that go into a valuation of a business, mm-hmm. such as, okay, I know how much money I made. And I know, you know, I watch a lot of Shark Tank. <laughs> and I like, to, I like to relate it to people that hear how many times earnings. You know, people sure. may know that you know the problem you know with doing radio you have a lot of people who who may not think but when you think of shark tank they talk about how many times earnings how much money you make, how many times and they think well that's the value of their business whether it's a one-time multiple a five-time multiple three times that's part of it but there's a lot of other things that go into the value of the business can you talk about sure plenty of things that go in and unfortunately people are um, uh, somewhat confused a lot of times by perhaps the, the Shark Tank uh, episodes, which are you know staged to a certain extent, and they have folks who may end end up with somewhat we consider unrealistic outcomes, and uh, sometimes they're confused because maybe uh, they're, they're looking at price earnings ratios that are on the market, and and they're a smaller company that you're not going to get the, that price earnings uh, ratio for your company that is five uh, percent of what the size is of a larger company, but the, some of the component parts of of, 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 uh, of your value, of course, is what your adjusted earnings are. And, and a lot of the component parts of that include how strong is your management team. Do you have a management team? Because You're somebody's, people. Yeah, you have people. Because today, talent, Neil, talent is almost as valuable as the business. Well, you, said, you have no business without You're the absolutely right. So, so if you're acquiring a business or if you're being looked at as a business, one of the things they're going to look at as a value is how strong is your management team or your employees? Because they're a tremendous asset to your company. Absolutely, and they, you know they, they don't want just an organization chart. They really want to know how strong those folks are in terms of what their what their ability is in their specific uh, uh, specific positions. A lot of times, folks will have a CFO, and you got to see how strong that CFO is. We do a lot of industrial companies. Think about this: industrial company like somebody who's an HVAC company. They're looking at the management team and everything. You know what they're looking at? They're looking at the technicians. It's hard to get someone to fix something today. Right. So they're looking, hey, how long has this person been with you? What are their capabilities? What level are they on? Can they operate independently? And and uh, a lot of times folks will make a decision. Uh, that'll be one of the negative points if, if it's not uh, emphasized as one of your your assets in your business. And how about certifications? And Absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny because uh, I had a gentleman on the air uh, a month ago a really good guy that uh, uh, we 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 really bonded very well. Young young gentleman. He's bought three different businesses, and his main business is water restoration. But he also owns mm-hmm. a plumbing business for the plumbing licenses and everything else. He's bought these franchises Makes sense. to to feed into his business. So the licensing that that's a big asset as well. And then how about um, uh, marketability or, or vision or 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 what they're 
I hate to say their brand necessarily, but but their presence in the market, uh, marketing and everything else. It's important. And you know, one thing you said about vision, you know, when, when folks are looking at another person's company, they're really boiling it down to three different facts. They're looking at, number one, net cash flow, which is right. important. Second thing, they're assessing are risk factors. A lot of different risk factors, whether you have uh, intellectual property or whether you know you, you have competitors nearby or whether uh, you have a lease that's coming to an end or whether you have the right amount of talent. The third thing they look at, which I always say is key, they don't want to pay on it, is is it scalable? Do you have a game plan? Do you have some vision? And, and a lot of times the owners will say, well, the vision should be the person who's going to be the acquirer. I said, no, the vision has to be yours. You have to tell them really what 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 the, the future could look like for a business that was developed. And a lot of folks do not have that in place. No, I, I agree. Well, I find it very interesting, particularly with with a lot of the people we travel with. Talk about accountants. Sure. Okay. So many, many accounting firms have been merged, gobbled oh, sure. up with bigger firms. Uh Insurance agencies are buying up insurance agencies. There's a lot of mergers going on. Um, some of them are small business, some of them are big. And I know the first question, I've had been approached by several big firms, and they come to me, what's your EBITDA? Well, don't you want to ask who I am first? I mean, I just feel like it's, sometimes it's so statistic, statistically yeah. there. But one of the things that you do, which is a huge value to people, and why would they seek out Anthony, is because... Look, if I was going to sell my house and I was going to try and sell it on my own, I, I, the hardest thing is to negotiate for yourself. Sure. So you need that person to make your house look pretty. And they also need to know the buyer on the other end and can bring those two together, not only to position you as a company, but also position you for a buyer to purchase if you're looking to sell and sure. or buy. Sure. And keep in mind, Neil. You know, most most of our most clients and most of our business owners, they run a full time business. Right. So and so they can't take lightly the fact that if they wanted to sell the company or do something else with it, that you know if they're going to try to emphasize doing that on their own, they're going to take away from their their full time effort in terms of running the business. And if you deplete or decrease the value of your business just because you're you're almost distracted doing something else, it's going to hurt your overall value. And the second thing is. The buyers, you know, you have to, you need to, we have to do, we do due diligence on buyers. We want to make of sure course. that they're capable, that they're qualified, they're financially qualified, they're reputable, that they have some, some background in business, that they can actually come in and make it and execute a transaction that actually worked. There are a lot of folks out there who, you know, it would be great if they could, but a lot of times they don't have the capability. You got it. Well, listen, you've been listening to the Main Street Code for Financial Success, and I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein. Anthony, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold sure, of you? Sure. I'm uh, the NYBB Group. We're located in Melville. My direct line is 516-346-5271. And we're going to be right back after a commercial break. And again, if you need to get a hold of me, 631-647-4694, or visit me at themainstreetcode.com, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. If you need to get a hold of me, once again, 631-647-4694. I really encourage your comments and questions. And and please, when we, when we talk uh, about our code, it's really putting your financial plan together with the right people and the right thing and the right situations and planning. Planning is key. And 
you know, we're here with Anthony before the break. If you didn't hear, Anthony's with the, what's the name of your company? It's the NYBB Group. It's uh, Anthony at the nybbgroup.com, and we're in Melville, New York. Right. And they help you. Listen, you, you made a big point earlier. When you're running a business, uh, especially a family business or a smaller business, or uh, you're worried about taxes, you're worried about payroll, you're worried about so many things. And it's taking me years. And some people, it takes forever. Some people never do. It's taking me years to know, how do I delegate this little thing? Like, if, I'm, if I really need to do succession planning, and, you know, I know Anthony was involved in this succession planning and exit planning, and I went to an exit planning seminar and this and that, and I was quite surprised where they really didn't talk about buy-sell agreements. Mm-hmm. And we, we just did a meeting on buy-sell agreements, basically. And I actually did a show on, does your business have a will? And I think it's vital that you plan early when you're young and healthy, as early as you can, on planning this major asset. And you said it earlier, people don't realize that their business, I don't care whether you're a plumber, or electrician, an accountant, an attorney, that that business is probably one of the most valuable assets they have, even if it's just for producing income. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the money. I, you know, when we talked about disability, for instance, if you have a machine in your basement and all it did was print money and it printed dollar bills, like, would you oil it? Would you feed it? Would you? Yeah, yeah you take care of that thing, right? Sure would. People don't realize when they're running a business, that's the income feeding the family, paying the mortgage, paying the oil, paying the bills. You need to protect it with insurance. You need to cover yourself in case, what if that income doesn't come in because I fell off a mountain? What if that, what happens to my business? And I take my business personally. It's another family member to me. And I'm sure with many of the businesses you work with, you were telling me during the break about Family businesses who assume that their children were going to take over, sure. but but what happens? And look, we and Neil, we we treat them like family. I mean, uh, uh, first of all, your first point. Uh, I would say eighty percent of the folks we see don't have buy sell agreements, and if they happen to have a buy sell agreement, it's probably not funded, right? So it's useless for the most part. It's not. Right. It's not. There's, there's nothing behind it, and uh, and and they a lot of times they find out when they have to go and, and utilize it, and then. Or, or we come in and we say, you know, do you have a buy-sell? Because we do a check with them when we take on a client. And we look, you know, most of our clients, their business happens to be really their, one of their keys to retirement. Right. It's their biggest asset. And uh, we also look at it from a personal standpoint because 75% of folks who actually sell their company, get out of their company, are not overly satisfied with their life afterwards. And some of it's not satisfied financially. Some of it's not satisfied personally. So it's a big decision. And a lot of them thought that the next generation is are taking over their business. But that is very few and far between now. Right. In fact, if, if I asked you if there's a third or fourth generation that you could think of, maybe you could think of one. So it takes a lot of upfront planning on what, you know, in a lot of cases, accounts for 80% of someone's wealth their business yeah what do do you call a buy what is a buy sell agreement well i you know i'm not an expert on it right but look we want an agreement between partners and if there are issues and things that happen like if somebody is has some sickness or somebody has a disability or if if one partner wants to get out of the business you know right you know what what's what's the what's the separation procedure how is it going to be taken care of from a financial standpoint and and does the business 
does the, the business live afterwards? Right. Does it have a will? And and this is what I talk about all the time. Even if it's just you running the business and you have kids, you still need to think. And I was in a business last year, last year, maybe a couple years ago. I'm in this business. And the guy, you know, he had his wife working there and he had one son and he had two other children. This business was doing 10, 20 million dollars a year. They were supplying. It started out. He was. Well, I don't want to tell exactly what he does, but he supplies airplane bolts to airplane manufacturers. Mm-hmm. He takes steel rods and he cuts them and sells them, and they're doing substantial numbers. Sure. Well, the son is being groomed to take over the business. And I said, you really had to do an estate plan, and he, he's only considering everything else. Well, my kids will be fine. I have this small insurance policy over here to take care of them. Yeah, but the business is where the money is. Sure. And, you know, you may think everybody's fine and dandy and everybody's cool and all kumbaya in the family. After you're gone, you find out who's really kumbaya when somebody feels like they didn't get their share or they didn't get their portion. So it's not just between partners. And we could talk about situations that happen every day. Something happens. If you don't prepare, if you don't have that will, if you don't have that plan... You have to put it in place, and the easiest way to fund it, as you say, is by using leverage money by buying either life insurance or disability or both or long-term care insurance to protect us if we... Sure. And that's that's where I get involved, and that's They're where... they do it, and look, we so many owners we've had with who didn't have partners, right, and they all of a sudden something happened, no disability policy, right? So I think there's there's some... I'm not the insurance expert there either, but the other thing is there's, there's communication issues, too. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of these areas are not really addressed because there's really not a lot of communication between and among the partners, perhaps, and sometimes not between the owners of the business and their professional advisors. Sometimes the advisors, uh, you know, they, they, they wait to be called, and sometimes you really need to look at your clients and say, are they really protected? And I think right. it's incumbent upon them to do it. The other thing is, a lot of families, you said the son is there to take over the business, and sometimes there has not been a a conversation with the son to see if he actually wants to take over the business. Right. And they find out after the person passes that the son really is like, hey, get me out of here. Now right. you really have a problem because you have no leadership whatsoever. So right. there's a lot of issues there that right. that take advanced planning. And they just look, we're, we go in a lot of times and we, we speak with folks and say, hey, Let's forget about selling the company. Let's look at, let's do a personal and a business assessment. Let's see where you are. Are you ready to do something? Uh, where, where is the business position? Then we'll look at it in the marketplace to see, you know, what you need to do to kind of get it, get it up to snuff. And, and one of the things would be hopefully, you know, protecting them and calling in someone like yourself. Absolutely. And, and the thing you need to do is um, it's sort of like it's when you go into business with somebody, whether you bring in a partner, whether you merge, whether you're about to merge or be bought out. You need to have what we call a pre a prenup agreement, like you were getting married. Absolutely. And you know, I had a business divorce at one point. Um, very ugly story, which I'll tell you. But um, um, and believe me, it was worse than a divorce to me. I mean, you know, it was a business divorce, and it, it got very, very ugly. Sometimes and it could ruin the business. You know, it could really absolute, have some damaging effects absolutely, on the business. Absolutely, absolutely. So. You know, you need to have these prenup agreements and you need to have these conversations and you need outside professionals uh, and you need to have those people help take some of the burden off of you Mm -hmm. of having to do everything yourself 
So let's have a conversation. That's what I tell everybody. Let's have a conversation. I'm not asking you to buy anything from mm-hmm. me. It doesn't cost anything to, to have a conversation with me. It doesn't cost anything to have a conversation with you know, me. A lot Anthony. of those people, they'll be, will be more objective. You may not want to hear what they want to say, but they're right. going to tell you the truth. Right. And you need somebody who's going to tell you the truth because if, 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 if you really don't, you really never know really what direction to go in. That's a great point. And, and the people that are going to tell you the truth are the ones that have the experience, mm-hmm. who have that crystal ball because they have the experience and they've seen what's happened to other similar situations and businesses. And these are the type of people that you want to work with Anthony because he's working with so many businesses and family businesses, not only from a history standpoint, but bringing people together in like-minded businesses Mm -hmm. is what makes you successful and makes me successful. I mean, it's just... I don't know. It's it's the magic formula, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Bring, bringing it together. Absolutely. You got to use some common sense. Anthony, I loved having you here. Thank you so much for coming here. How can people get a hold of you? Neil, thanks for having me again. It's Anthony Citrola, the NYBB Group, 516-346-5272. And um, it's a pleasure being with you. Thanks for having me Thank as a guest. Thank you. I enjoyed it. And, and again, you've been listening to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. 631-647-4694 if you want to get a hold of me. You can always check out previous episodes at themainstreetcode.com. Give me a call. Let me know what you're feeling and appreciate you for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.